0: So amazing. So amazing. So oh, Come into the room. Joy. He's amazing. There is no God like him. Let us rejoice in the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all who will join the room. I will just time for someone to come in. But we're going to just praise and worship. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Let his praises forever be on our tongue. Let us have a garment of praise. If you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling down, depressed, if you are in a dark place, begin to praise, is the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness that that heaviness shall be lifted, that you shall have joy everlasting, that the Lord begins to move on your behalf when you don't allow your circumstances to be bigger than your faith, amen? It's not always easy. That's why we come on. It's why people like myself have different platforms to come on and encourage and help edify you, to help empower you, help lift you up. If you're in a place where it's difficult, I understand. I've been there many, many, many times in a dark place and i still have my days and my moments where i really gotta muster up the strength to go into praise and worship because you know i may be having a a a challenge or you know things may be just hard i may not see i may be feeling like i'm in a pit and i don't see my way out and so you know praise and worship is always the answer yes we're to pray yes we're to read our word. yes we can call on our accountability partners and all of those things are great but the number one antidote is praise no one compares is praise because there's something about praise that takes your mind off of your circumstances and off of you and put it back on him and when you begin to praise and worship and you just forget about your circumstance you forget about the troubles of today and tomorrow you forget about that problem and you can go and you begin to cross your adoration on him and open up your alabaster box of praise and anoint him with it Begins to move on your behalf. We, I think, a lot of times we believe that the only way the Lord is going to move for us is if we go to Him and we, you know, um, begin to offer up all of these prayers and, you know, implore Him and offer up supplications, which that is good. But the Lord. He wants to see your faith Amen. And it takes a lot of faith to go to praise and worship when you're experiencing difficulty, when you're in a storm, where you're in a pit, when you're in the fire, and when, when you're experiencing warfare, when you just lost your job, or you don't know how you're gonna feed your family, when you don't know where provision gonna come, and you got these bills, right? When you are in a place where you can't get yourself out, but when you get the, when you muster up the strength to take your it, focus for you and your circumstance and put it on him he will move for you because that's not easy that's a sacrifice amen and so when we do that he'll honor that so it's just in this season i know a lot of people experience depression and stress you know you got a lot of the pressure of needing to be able to you know perform or need to be able to you know purchase gifts or you know um you may be experiencing sadness because of grieving because you lost a loved one around this time. But you just don't have that loved one at this time. Or maybe you recently lost a loved one and so it's difficult. I understand a lot of people. You know, this is a time of cheer. This is a time of joy, of happiness, of giving, of celebration, and all of those things. But there are those people who are suffering. There are those people who are, who are going through. They are going through a dark place. They're in a dark place. They're alone. There are people who have no family no loved ones maybe they had to move away move to a new city and so they don't have those people and so there are people who this is not a good time for them this is not bringing them joy this is reminding them of their loneliness this is reminding them of that loved one that is not there this is reminding them that they don't have the finances to go out and purchase gifts this is reminding them you know that they have all of these deals due and they don't know where the money's going to come from so we got to take in consideration how other people may be going through so we always want to be able to be uh, sensitive to people that the Lord will put on our heart or people we see or we know, people at the work at, at the workplace, people at church, people that you know in your community that are going through. This is a time to pray for them. This is a time to help them to extend hospitality, to be a blessing. And however the Holy Spirit leads you, this is a time that we, especially those of us who are in the body of Christ, that we are supposed to go and show the love of Jesus Christ, especially to those who are in need. You know, a lot of people are are in a, a, a good. Place. this is a time of joy and a time of rejoicing for them but then there are those that it is not so I just want to say let's keep people in mind let's keep people in mind and let's help people when they are in that place of darkness when they're in that heavy place go worship with them send them some worship songs invite them over go to them and begin to praise and worship you don't always got to give somebody a, a scripture you don't always got to tell them the say of the lord you don't always got to you know go into prayer with them sometimes all you need to do is go and connect and lock on with that person and worship with them praise with them help them out of that pit, and then and then see how the holy spirit will lead you and what to say and what to do next because sometimes prayer is not going to be what they need in the moment sometimes people just need to be in the presence of God and so they need to feel the presence through the worship through the praise right there's something about praise there's something different about praise and this is why a lot of times the enemy doesn't allow doesn't want us to get into praise he wants us to stay in depression and stress and heaviness he wants us to focus on the problem, the issue, the person, you know, he wants us to the, the focus on the bank account and what's not there and the, and the uh, bills that we don't know where the provision is going to come from. You know, he wants to focus on the brokenness, our heart, our heart, you know, the aches, the pains, the grief, you know, the loss. He wants to focus on things that will fill your face. And I'm here to tell you, there's something about praise, there's something about praise and worship that would just break things off of you. And so I'm so excited. Today is just a really, really, really chill time, unless the Holy Spirit decides to do something different. Um, I just have, just wanted to come on and do a, just a very, um, like, just, Q&A. Like, just ask me questions. If anybody pop on, if you catch the replay, I'm sorry um, that you weren't live to be able to submit You know your um, questions. I know some people may be working because it is the middle of the day here in the States. However, um, please feel free to connect with me if you do have input because I'm open. I want to hear from you all. I want to hear how the podcast has been a blessing to you, how it's helped you, encouraged you. If there's some topics or content that you would like me to cover um if there's some guests that you would like to see on the podcast for the next um season because we're winding down um season three um i believe i might only do one maybe two more um episodes for this season and then we will be on our break to prepare and to regroup and to go back and um strategize for season four. And so I'm so excited. Um, You know, the year is coming to an end, a lot of things are coming to an end, but we know with God, nothing is ending, right? Everything is just it just it, everlasting, right? It's eternal, because he's eternal. So it doesn't matter. Just because you may not be you know, the year is coming to an end your assignment, your work, your purpose, you know what it is he needs for you to do doesn't come to an end. So me not doing the podcast and just taking my normal break that I do to prepare for my next season. It's not me stopping what God has called me to do. I'm still serving. I'm still ministering. I'm still encouraging, uplifting. Right. I'm still operating in my purpose. It's just this part of the assignment is just going to be on hold until we prepare to meet again in season four. So I'm so excited. I would love, love, love to hear from you all. If you do catch the replay, Um, Just reach out to me. I know that you can leave comments here on this platform. I do see them. I do read them. Also, you can email me at Janelle at redefiningmywork.com. I will put all my contact information in the description box so you will be able to reach out to me if you have any input, if you have any suggestions, comments, concerns, um, if you have a testimony of how the podcast has encouraged you, how it's blessed you, how it's helped you. Um, I would just again love to hear from you, so do not be shy. I'm a very cool person. How I am on the podcast is how I am in real life. I love people. I love to hear from people. I love to connect. I love to fellowship. So. This is just, um, this is just all in my element. I love it, love it, love it. So, um, I just I'm gonna stay on um, only maybe 20 minutes. If nobody comes on the live, um, when I get to 20 minutes, then I may just pop off and allow people to catch the replay and, and connect with me um, at another time. So, I'm just excited, excited, excited. Um, today is just a beautiful day. It's a bright, sunny, beautiful day here where I live, and I love, love, love bright, beautiful, sunny days because it just does something to your spirit. At least for me, it just brings me joy. Right? It's just something it makes it's just like a happiness. There's just a you know there. I just feel good. Right? When I can look out and I see it's not dreary, it's not gray, it's not raining. We've been having a lot of like misty, drizz, drizzly, gray days right gloomy days and a lot of times when you have those days or even like rain we've had a lot of rain too here recently it can just like it's like it does something it makes you tired make you sluggish you just want to kind of lay around and you know just lay in the bed and chill but when you got the Sun out it's something about that vitamin D hitting you it is something about seeing the Sun I know when I see the Sun it's just a reminder of the glory of God and and just how he is just light in, in in darkness it doesn't matter what your situation. Situation is how dark it may seem he is light and he called you to be a light because we are the light of the world and I love in Genesis how When he it says that there was darkness, right, and and over the and his spirit hovered over the art over the earth, and it was darkness and it was void. So that means it was dark and nothing was there, right? And so he came into that place and he said, "Let there be light." And a lot of times when we find ourselves in a dark place, God is setting the stage. Not that He caused it, but He will utilize it to magnify and show His glory. Because then He get to come in and He get to say, "Let there be light." When He brings the miracle, when He brings the breakthrough, when He brings the answer right when he brings you out when he heals you when he delivers you when he restores whatever it is that you need to come out of that dark place and that's his light coming in so i love when i see the sun and it's illuminated everything and it be so vibrant that you can even see like the rays coming from the sun if you're outside and you're looking and you can just see the rays and just how they just come and they just illuminate amen that's what god does when he come into our life he illuminates everything and sometimes when he illuminates things things that we didn't know was there get revealed right sometimes there are some areas of our life that we kind of just have oh, thought we overcome or we thought we healed from or we swept it under the rug or we compartmentalized it and we kind of forget about it and but he comes to bring light so he illuminates it so sometimes he is trying to purge us from things that we don't need or things that are hindering us or things that are um Venting and delaying us amen and I'm speaking from experience so I'll give my testimony uh, in these last few minutes because I just feel it in my spirit I'm gonna give it as much as I can um, as much as Holy Spirit will allow me to but um, I just was in this particular situation this week um, where I had been seeking God about why do I feel like there's still areas of my life where the enemy has been, you know, coming in and tormenting me, right? And I had got a prophetic word uh, the other month by a prophet at our church. And one thing he said, and it it hit my spirit, but I didn't have understanding. He said, um, the door the enemy is using to come in and torment you is your emotions. It's the door of your emotions, but God wants to restore you. He's gonna heal you and, and, you know, the enemy will not be able to come in no more. And And so I knew what he was saying, was true because it resonated with my spirit. But like I said, I just didn't have understanding. I didn't know exactly what he meant. And so that was the other month. And so now, like a few weeks ago, I went up to the altar because I felt led to go because my pastor was praying for people who needed yokes in their life to be broken and the yoke to be destroyed. And so he wanted to pray for people and he wanted to pray, you know, the breakers anointing to go and to break the yoke. And so when he got to me, he said, um, "Yes, that's it. I declare that the yoke over your heart and mind is broken now, in Jesus' name." And so, again, when you when somebody mentions like your heart and mind, your emotions, it's all the same. It's your soul, right? Because your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect. And so I knew then, even when he said it again, it resonated, but I didn't have understanding of what exactly it meant, right? And so as I was in my time of prayer here this week, and I was fasting, and I really wasn't praying particularly about those words. I was praying about my heart though. I was praying just because I knew that there were some areas of my heart that I still needed to surrender. I needed healing, you know. I needed the Lord to come and purify my heart, so I didn't have resentment, so I didn't have anger or hold grudges, or you know, have unforgiveness, and you know, all of these things that can harden our hearts. And if you understand the word, you will know that when we harbor those things in our heart, they don't just harden our heart, but they will hinder our prayers as well, because we gotta have clean hands and a pure heart before the Lord. He is too holy so I was really praying about my heart because I noticed that my heart was a little bit cold towards people because certain people had done things that was offensive or they did things that weren't right or they were they had you know um you know did things um and I knew about it or you know we had got into some kind of disagreement and you know things like that and even though I continued to you know play nice with them to be honest my heart though I really was just kind of like being like standoffish and I didn't and I really didn't want to talk to them and I wanted to ignore them and I just wanted to dismiss them and act like they didn't exist come on somebody I like to keep it real here on the purity after promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth we keep it hot which is honest open and transparent And so I just wasn't feeling them, right? And so I found myself, you know, kind of treating them a certain way because I, what was in my heart and in my mind, my mind wanted to deceive me to believe that I had, was, was forgiving them because I said I forgive them, right? Because a lot of times we say things, but we really don't know what that means or we really don't know how to um, to live that out, right? So I was saying I forgave them and I was saying I had no aughts and I was holding nothing in my heart towards them, but secretly somewhere there was some hardness that had gotten there. There was some callous, like my heart got callous, you know, and I couldn't, I found myself not being able to be kind or not wanting to be kind, not wanting to show grace, not even wanting to speak. And so when you you see stuff like that, you need to take note that is blissing your heart because you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Whatever, so a man thinketh, so is he. So, when you respond to people in that manner, that's truly what's inside. You can say what you want to say out of your mouth. You can say, I can, I forgive that person. Oh, I forget. You know, I let it go. Oh, you know, I, I you know, they they don't, I don't have to, all or whatever. But if your actions are showing you otherwise, you need to believe your actions. So, I was seeing my actions and I didn't like it. So, I was going to the Lord and I was praying about my heart because being in this walk, you got to take it seriously, right? You really got to. be a not just a hearer of the word but a doer and being a doer is really being able to show forgiveness show kindness Pray for those who like who despitefully use you, who are value. Pray for your enemies, right? You know, show kindness. Don't repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good, because in doing so you reap a heap of coals on their head, right? Turn the other cheek. All the things that Jesus say for us to do, it sounds good, and we hear it, we quote it, we read it, but do we do it, right? And we know that the Bible tells us that if we the same measure of of mercy that we show someone else is how what the lord is going to show us how we show forgiveness that's how the lord is going to forgive us so when we don't have the capacity to forgive or we don't have the capacity to release people then the we then the lord isn't obligated to when we go to him for forgiveness and go to him for mercy he's not obligated to give it to us so I had was praying into that because I'm like, nope, this is not the life I want to, this is not who I want to be, right? I truly want to embody the love of Jesus Christ to everyone. And it's not easy and it's not something you can do in your flesh you have to go into your spirit and you have to rely on the holy spirit to help you to just produce the fruit of love right and gentleness and kindness and all of these things it's not it's not a natural thing and this is why you will have to go to prayer and you may have to fast and you may have to you know really really um pursue the lord and seek him and to help you to purge or purify you if you know you have unforgiveness or resentment or awe or anger or whatever against a person because again that's not that's not how we are as as men and women of God so i was praying and praying about that and, but then the lord let me know it was interesting i was praying about that because there were particular people that i had in mind that i noticed that i was treating a certain way whether they notice it or not they may they have never said anything about it to me but when you have the holy spirit in you a person don't have to say nothing to you holy spirit will tell you amen that's why you want to be sure that you have the spirit of god living in you because he will convict you in love i didn't feel condemned when I knew that my heart wasn't right and I was treating people a certain way, I felt like, oh, Lord, this is something that you're bringing to my attention. I need to go and I need to go before you and I need you to take this out. Amen. I need you to get rid of this because this is not of you. And so the interesting thing about it is instead of him really talking to me about these two individuals, He began to bring to my remembrance and show me that the real root of my issue wasn't them, but it was my ex. Come on, y'all. See, I didn't even, I'm at 20 minutes and I see Holy Spirit and I already showed up. Because I didn't even plan to say all this, but I I believe it to free somebody today. Now, me and my ex have been broken up for quite a while, right? Um, And we do not communicate at all. He has no way to communicate with me. I don't have a way to communicate with him. So we we not nothing, right? And so over time, I knew when we first broke up and even when we, when I was still in our relationship right before we broke up, I knew that I needed to heal and I needed to go um, get counseling. So I started going to counseling and everything, not just because of what happened in our relationship, but I had other trauma, childhood trauma and abuse and sexual abuse and abandonment, rejection, just all kinds of things that I had been through in my life that I knew I needed to get some true, real healing. And, And the Lord was partnering with me. So it wasn't solely counseling. God used counseling as a tool, but a lot of times, a lot of my breakthroughs and a lot of my healing and a lot of my revelation um, came from me spending time with God on -on one-on-one. And then when I would go to counseling, he would just use that, right? And that would just kind of like boost it but it wasn't the totality. So I was in counseling and, and it was hard when it came to our us because I was still in the midst of the relationship. And sometimes, you know, we think we can heal while we're still in the place that is wounding us, that is hurting us that is killing us softly but the reality is you got to get you have to remove yourself totally from that environment from that place if you can so you can allow yourself a you need to process you need to process what happened i think a lot of times we don't realize the importance of processing whatever we experience whether it's good or bad you your mind your body your, you need to be able to process it your body has to begin to figure out what to do with it you know where where to where to. Find it you know how how to respond to it you gotta feel you got sometimes we think we don't we're not supposed to feel the pain pain is a part of life right you don't know what joy is if you haven't had pain sadness is a part of life you don't know happiness if you hadn't had sadness and when you go through something and it's traumatic and it's difficult you gotta experience it in the moment no don't let it overtake you and don't stay there but it's important for you to acknowledge I'm hurting right now this hurt me this this you know this disappointed me this broke me whatever so now you get your up uh, your mind and your body an opportunity to process this it and it, then it'll become easier when you go through your healing to be able to release it so i had to finally get out of the relationship so I could truly begin to heal because I was only scratching the surface as long as I was in that environment. And so I ended up breaking up with him and then I continued on my healing journey. And it took a, it took a couple years to be completely honest, to truly begin to heal from my last relationship. Um, And I know that sounds (laughs) It may just sound like, wow, like that's crazy that that's a long time. But to be honest, it did. We were in a relationship for some, a few, some years. And it took me some years to start healing because, um, because of the nature and the depth of the wounds that I I experienced in that, and because I stayed in it. So it wasn't like there was one thing and that hurt me, that broke me, that broke my heart, whatever. And then I left, no, I stayed with him. So it was like, every time I thought I could catch my breath, to recover from that one heartache or that one, you know, disappointment, that one, you know, painful experience. And here was another one. And here was another one. So that began to be the pattern, right? So by the time I broke up with him and I left him, I was so shattered. I was so broken. I was so I was deeply, deeply, deeply wounded and hurt it. I mean, he had just done a lot of things that were just so hurtful, right? And so it took a long time for me to even start healing because I was stuck in anger. And I was angry at him and I was angry at me. And then I was stuck in pity, right? I was in a pity party because I'm like, he did this. This is what he did to me. This is what he caused, you know? And then I was a victim, right? And then I was I had a victim mentality, you know? And it was always about what he did, what he did, what he did. And so I was in these places and spaces for a long time To where I couldn't heal because I wasn't ready to release that. So it took me a long time because I really wanted him to, if I'm honest, I wanted to, you know, him to feel what I felt. I wanted, so I kept, every time we would talk, I would belittle him. I would remind him of it. I would just beat him over the head with it. I just wouldn't let it go because I was just wanting to keep putting in his face what he did to me, what he did to me. Even though I knew he knew what he did, but it was something about reminding him and just, just constantly just, just, putting it in his face over and over again because I then I wanted him to feel the pain he caused me so then I wanted revenge right and I wanted to retaliate and so I was just so engulfed with all of these um negative feelings because of what I was going through that it took a long time to release those because I was just that hurt and even though I the Christian thing to say was I forgive you I let it go you know um it's the past. We can't change it. You know, I would say those things because I know those are the right things to say, but I didn't mean it. Because deep down, I still, you know, was pondering on it, thinking about it, meditating on it. It was still causing me a lot. I would still just break down and crying like at random times when a thought would come into my mind. Every time we would talk, I would just bring it up, bring it up, bring it up to the point he would be like, Why don't you just let it go? You just keep bringing it up. Dang, I'm tired of hearing about it. How I'm tired of talking about it. And I'll be like, Well, I So what? That's you. It's easy for you to say because you didn't experience it. You're not the one experiencing the pain. You're not the one going through it. So I was in this cycle. So my my mouth, my words were saying one thing, but my actions were saying another. So it took a long time, right? It took me a long time. And so I, I finally got to a place where I could overcome those things. But then I had to start healing See, because what healing is, it is layers. So you you get through one stage or it's levels, right? You get through one level and then you go to the next. So then I, I got over that level of wanting to kind of really stay in that place of anger and pain and, you know, just revenge and retaliation and all of those things to, OK, I don't want that no more. I really want to heal. I began to go on my healing journey. And again, that took me a couple years, almost two years to go through to truly begin to heal and be restored and become back whole. Right. And then I had some, like I said, it wasn't all our relationship because I had a lot of experiences before me and him got together that caused a lot of trauma and a lot of wounds. So it was a lot of things that I had to um, heal from and overcome. Um, But it just our relationship was just happened to be like the last major traumatic thing. So, here, moving forward, here we are, December 2022. Like I said, I have not talked to this man, have no desire to, I have no ill feelings towards him, you know, not, it's nothing like that. Um, I wish him well, I wish him the best, you know, I have prayed for him and all of those things, right? I have even gone through and prayed, you know, um, to make sure that I have forgiven him, asking God to help my heart, all that. Like, prior to now, I had done that, Um, and so, I just didn't think anything of it. I didn't really think that he had anything to do with anything yet. Still, but I want to make this clear for somebody because sometimes we struggle with trying to move on and trying to move forward. Right after you come out of a very traumatic or abusive or toxic relationship, um, you find yourself like you might go through your healing. You might, you know, find restoration. You you probably may not be communicating with that person no longer, but you feel like there is something preventing you from moving forward and a lot of times that be there be some underlying wounds and issues that we just haven't realized is there and that's what the lord began to reveal to me that there was some underlying underlying wounds and 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 um expectations and that i was holding on to right like there was a part of me that still wanted an, wanted an apology it's like I guess I still, and it was subconscious. It's not a conscious thing. Like I wasn't aware consciously that I wanted that because to me, I'm at peace. We good. All is well. Like we ain't talking. And and I, it was my decision. You know what I mean? Like I'm good. Like I'm I'm good. And so I'm not thinking like that. I'm still deep down though, needing or desiring an apology from him and an attempt to acknowledge because one of the hardest things for me to work through was the fact that if he had no remorse or it seemed like he had no remorse and he just, he wasn't acknowledging at first a lot of things. He did end up acknowledging things, but it didn't, wasn't like a genuine um, or like him, him really, truly being apologetic. And he has apologized, but I think for me, my interpretation of it, and I'm not going to say this is what his, how he meant it. I'm saying my interpretation was I didn't feel like it was genuine. So I don't know. I don't, I said I received it, but deep down I didn't. And so a part of me still wanted an apology. And I wanted him to acknowledge the things that he did. Also, I still was holding on subconsciously to some kind of hope of us being reconciled. As wild as that sound, but when the Lord revealed it to me, I'm like, oh, it makes sense because, you know, sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone and you've been in a relationship with for, with them for a long time and they know everything about you, right? They know the good, they know the bad, they know the ugly, but they, they're deciding like they can work with it, work through it and, and you know, y'all stay together that gives you a sense of comfort at least for me and so deep down i I still even though i knew you know our relationship wasn't right on both ends not just him i had my issues i had my um trauma that i brought my baggage all of those things it's not just him um i knew our relationship was you know not right and i just knew we wasn't right for each other but there was some part of me that was secretly holding on to hope the hope of us reconciling because i i feel comfortable with him in the sense that he knows everything about me we had been together for a long time all of my secrets there was nothing that i didn't tell him i revealed everything to him and some that's very hard to do and so the thought of having to do that with someone new is is scary it's so fear so there was a fear that i had of really going through that again of really revealing and being transparent with someone else so i was holding on just subconsciously to this hope of us reconciling and being together and then there was still anger there right there was still some anger there was resentment there was unforgiveness so the lord began to show me that i still had all of these things in my heart and then it began to come become so clear what the men of god said what the prophet said he was like it's your emotions it's your emotions oh now it makes sense this is the door. See, because I had this this um this this unforgiveness and this resentment, and I was holding him hostage in the spirit realm because anytime you hold on to an awe or you hold on to unforgiveness or resentment or pain or a painful memory, what you're doing is you're creating an open door. Okay, so we're going about we're about to get spiritual here because I want I pray that this makes sense to somebody. You create an open door. And then what also you do when if it's regarding a person, especially a person you were in a romantic or intimate relationship with and you, especially if you had um, you fornicated with them, then you're creating an opportunity for a spiritual spouse. So even though you yourself have moved on in the natural, you're not talking to that person, it's over with, you have moved on, you're ready to move on, you find yourself struggling like, why I can't move on or why I haven't been in a relationship in all this time? Why is like no nobody ever trying to come holler at me? Or why does it seem like something is preventing me and holding me back from moving forward? It's because it is. Because when you have these, when you're harboring this, these oughts and this unforgiveness and this anger and this resentment, and you're holding on to these painful memories because sometimes we do that as a default mechanism where we want to def- defend ourselves we want to hold on to some painful experience because now we can create a wall so we don't let anybody else get close we don't let nobody else come in so what we do we hold on to that painful memory so the moment we get into a place where it's like mm, somebody may come into your life and, then, and you may find yourself liking them and falling for them and feeling like you're getting vulnerable and then you will remind yourself like mm, last time i got vulnerable or last time i let someone in they broke my heart they cheated on me they lied to me and now you're allowing this painful memory again you're giving it power right and so the enemy will use anything that's why the bible tells us to give him no foothold right To give him no place jesus says the enemy has come but he has found no place in me if the enemy find place and it doesn't have to be a big thing a lot of times we get caught up on some kind of big elaborate sins no i ain't fornicating with nobody i ain't even been talking. <laughs> to nobody really i ain't been you know engaging in no communication with the with the opposite sex and romantically or nothing like that so it's like i ain't fornicating you know i'm not going out here doing the uh these other big major sins or you know i'm not living a sinful life you know i'm living a life of god of holiness as much as i can right so i'm like scratching my head like lord why do i keep experiencing these things spiritually why am i keep experiencing something feeling like it's having sex with me or coming into my dreams and my dreams being very perverted i'm not watching nothing inappropriate i'm not listening to nothing inappropriate i'm not doing nothing inappropriate where is this coming from i'm not you know so i begin to seek the lord on these things that he revealed to me see when you harbor you know these these ill feelings in your heart towards a person or you refuse to forgive or you you know you want to retaliate or you want to seek vengeance right you can't let it go you keep holding on to the memory you are creating an open door and the enemy is going to use it and because these are things that can be so subtle and easily overlooked people I know there is many people men and women who have stayed in cycles because they don't realize that the door the enemy using is the door of your emotions when you you know like no I didn't know that I had these because like I said these feelings were subconscious like I never thought about them they never was at the forefront of my mind I never I wouldn't have known had Holy Spirit not revealed it to me I wouldn't have known because there it was nowhere on my radar like I had any of these feelings to me I thought all is well God bless him you know I pray that he you know gets right with the Lord that he finds somebody whatever like I don't feel nothing towards him I don't have no ill feelings like I, it's all good I don't really think about him and when I do you know talk to people or tell a little testimony or part of my story and my experience with him it's never I don't ever feel emotional about it I ain't, you know I don't get like um it don't take me back and all like so I thought I was healed I thought I was free but see there's a part of us that we don't we not cognizant of I, I would say and that's why we need the Lord, because he knows all things. He see what we don't see. He know what we don't know. And he will show you great and mighty things you do not know, like it says in Jeremiah 33 and 3. So you want to go to the Lord, especially if you feel like something is hindering you in relationship, relationally. And it's not even just relationally, because when you have a spiritual spouse, and again, this is something that you can go, you can research. I, I pray for you and I said really... God thoroughly and highly suggest you go back to the Lord take what I'm saying back to him if you feel that it's applying to you if it resonates with you if it feel like you know it's something that you know you feel that is it's applying to your situation take it back to the Lord first and then do research there is research on you know because a lot of people we say these words like soul tie and that's not necessarily in the Bible neither is spiritual spouse but when you ask Holy Spirit to reveal to you he'll reveal things to you and there are teachings out there there are people who have done extensive study and research and there are teachings that um can can show you and let you know and even by scripture it may not be the same language but by scripture you know that what you know that this is true right and how this works in your life so again spirits are real the spirit realm is real and familiar spirits is real right and so um because the spirit realm is real a lot of things um that we experience the effects of the natural is because something is going on in the spirit realm and so when you have because it's sin to not forgive it's sin to have anger it's sin to have you know unforgiveness resentments this is why the bible says If you you come to offer your gift on the altar and you have an ought, or your brother have an ought with you, like if there's an ought, you need to leave your gift and go settle that ought, then come back. Because your gift won't even be received if you got an ought in your heart, or if you know somebody got an ought with you and you didn't try to um, reconcile it, right? This is why... And so you got to, you know, you got to listen with your spiritual ears, brothers and sisters. Listen with your spiritual ears, right? My sisters, listen with my spiritual ears. I know a lot of us desire to be married. A lot of us desire, you know, to be married to our kingdom spouses, our God-ordained spouses. You want relationship. You want companionship. I get it. I do too. And a lot of times it's not you, sis. It ain't that you ain't beautiful enough. It ain't that you ain't talented enough. It ain't that you ain't something enough. It's just that there are some un- that's some unfinished business in the spirit realm. And you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he reveals things to you. Even if it don't make sense in the moment. No, I didn't. I would have never thought had I not put myself in the place spiritually, to be able to hear from God, to be able to hear from Holy Spirit clearly. If I wasn't on a fast and really like seeking God about my heart and the condition of my heart, then I wouldn't have been in a place for him to reveal to me the truth. And not only did I have to let him reveal it to me, but I had to then receive it. Even though I didn't know, even though it didn't make sense, even though I didn't recognize it, i was still, I received what he said because I know he's not a man that he shall lie. And then he began to show me what I needed to do to, you know, close his door and to release it and to release him. But you have to know like the spirit realm is real and the enemy he utilizes and operates in the spirit realm because most people are not aware or they're not, you know, spiritually knowledgeable of the spirit realm. That's why the Bible says for my pe- my people perish for a lack of knowledge. A lot of us are un- unknowledgeable about the spirit realm and how it works. And it's so important to make sure your heart is clean that your house your house is your soul your mind your will your emotions your intellect is clean because there we can sin in our mind, our thoughts can be sin. This is why Jesus said, If a man even look at a woman and lust after her, he has already committed adultery. You can sin in your mind, you can have your heart is deceitfully wicked. Who knows it? You say you can sin in your heart, you can sin in your deeds. It's so, so this is why you got to constantly be in a place of repentance, repenting for your sins, making sure you're renouncing, cutting ties in the spirit, renouncing, you know, um, soul ties cutting soul ties renouncing covenants renouncing vows inner vows because you believe it or not we say a whole lot of things when we in a relationship and we think we in love we make all kind of vows and have no idea what we are doing and we think it's just words but because we are spirit speaking we are spirit speaking beings our words are seeds and our words have power, whether you know that or not. So when you say things out loud, when you make vows, these and this, immediately your words go forth to go and do what you told them to do. Whether you meant it, whether you was just in, you know, infatuation, whether you was, was just in lust, whether you was in love, whatever, whether you was angry, whether you was emotional, it don't matter. We say a lot of things out of our emotions in a moment, not realizing that we are making vows and covenants and the spirit realm that the spirit realm works on laws and principles a vow a covenant is nothing more than an agreement a law you know it's a principle it's an agreement right and so just like with a a marriage when you marry somebody the only way to get out of it is a divorce you can separate you can leave them but you're still legally married so a lot of us has oh my god here we go (laughs) <laughs> a lot of us have made vows to people in past relationships you know and in situationships and situations to people oh I love you I'll always love you I'll never stop loving you we're gonna always be together you're the one for me I'm the one for you you know um you know we say things like that oh you're the love of my life I would never love nobody like you we say these things because in the moment oh we just feel it and we think we mean it and we might mean it and oh we just in this place and then you break up it don't work out and then you move on but see those words didn't break up because just like with a marriage you gotta go and legally undo it when you give make vows you got to go and legally undo them and the the enemy knows that if you don't illegally undo it he has a legal right to come in and use that he has a legal right to you know a spiritual spouse is just a familiar spirit that comes and it takes and it and it and it has like a own it has um a, a right a legal right to you like you know to you as their territory because spiritual spouses are very territorial spiritual spouses will d- destroy relationships marriages whatever if you do not break the that covenant if you do not break that vow, if you do not you know undo that vow that verb that inner vow that verb because sometimes we say things in our heart sometimes we don't have the courage to say it verbally to the other person and tell them how we really feel but oh we'll say it in our mind we'll say it to ourselves and we'll may say it to other people it still goes forth and once it comes out of your mouth or once you know you did not really allow it in your heart and your mind now you have given um life to it and so it has now began to ha- it. it immediately in the spirit it starts to, it, to come to pass and you don't realize that so this is why sometimes you leave a person but you can't let them go i know i've been there where you've been um like you don't, you know, you're not in a relationship with them no more. You don't want to be in a relationship, but there's a, there's something that keep you tied to them and you keep that communication open or every so often you go back and y'all, you know, hook up and, you know, you just, you you can't get them out your spirit. You can't leave them alone. You know, you still think about them, you know, you still dream about them. You know, you still remember, oh, I remember when, you know, how, oh, and then you don't realize that we, that's, that's because you still have a, a spiritual connection to that person, right? And is and whatever spirit or spirits or whatever that person is is into or got going on or whoever, they, whatever, is it, it still has not a legal right to come into you and to hinder and bind and fetter and delay and, you know, all these things, your life because it has a legal right to do so. Because there's a vow there, there's a covenant there, there's an agreement there. So I pray this will free somebody and bless somebody today uh, because this is a real thing. And a lot of us, God did say it's your season of marriage or God did say you will be married. Right. God did say it. And you're starting to doubt. You're starting to doubt and you're starting to, um, you know, question. Was that God? Did God really say he did? And see, but God, in the same way that the enemy is a legalist, and He's a God, you know. Um, excuse me, He's not. He's a lower G, guys. The God of this world, but we don't acknowledge. It. That's what the Bible says. That is the truth. But we know He's not God, right? God is a God. He's a God of principle, right? Our heavenly Father is a God of principle, and and He and He's going to honor principle, and He's going to honor covenant because He's a God of covenant, right? Whether you made a covenant. With the enemy or with a spiritual spouse or in the spirit, or you made a covenant with God, he's going to honor it until you break it. Right. And the enemy is going to continue. He's not going to let up. He's not going to stop. He's not going to leave you alone. He's going to continue to use this door as long as it's open. And so I just want to encourage somebody, go back to the Lord, begin to pray, go on a fast, go on a time of consecration, you know, journal, write down, take inventory of your heart. What's in your soul? What's in your heart? What thoughts come into your mind? You know, have you forgiven? Have you let go? Do you, have you made some vows? Do you need to um go back and you need to, you know, come break and cancel some vows that you made, inner vows, verbal vows? Is there some conversations that you had that you said things, you know, that were, you know, very like, um, that that were like promises and things like that you know have you fornicated with people you need to go back and repent for each person you fornicated with because again we know that intercourse sex it was created for marriage and and that's why that is The marriage bed is undefiled, but when you have, when you fornicate again, you're creating a covenant with that person in the spirit realm. It don't matter that you don't, you ain't had sex with them in 20 years. That don't matter. If you have not gone back and repented and renounced and broke that covenant, you're still in it, sis. Make no mistake about it. I've had to do it. I'm speaking from experience. I'm not telling you nothing that I heard. I'm telling you something that I know. I've had to go and repent and renounce and break and come out of agreement with every person that I've had sex with, any type of sexual activity, was about to have sex with, thought about having sex with, because again, we can, sending our thoughts right um you have to do that because the enemy is coming he's coming he's like a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour and a lot of us are being devoured in our in the things that God has for us in those very blessings and those very promises that God has for us the enemy has been coming in and has been devouring because we have these open doors and we're not aware or we haven't been taught or nobody told us, right? Because a lot of this stuff I didn't learn in church. I learned it from other teachings. I learned it from Holy Spirit, right? And revelation. Um, and yes, there are people who know, like I said, you can Google, you can get on YouTube. There are teachings about it, but be wise. Don't let lend your ear to just every person. Test the spirit, pray, seek the Lord first. If you should listen to that person, I ain't here to um, promote or vouch for any person. But what I am here to do to say, the information is out there. If you want it, the Bible tells us that we seek, we will find. If we knock, the door shall be opened unto us. God wants you free. He wants you to have every blessing that he promised you. He wants you to enjoy heaven on earth until the day of the Lord. He wants you to be blessed, right? He is not a God up there who is desiring for us to be, you know, constantly going, going through and being stuck in cycles and, you know, being just overtaken by sadness and depression and, you know, being tormented. No, he wants you to be free. Christ came to that you shall have life and have it in abundance, right? So it is God's desire to see you walk in the fullness of the blessings that he has for you. You, We just have to get the right revelation and information and apply the knowledge, right? One thing that I always say um, is knowledge it's just information unless it's applied, right? Knowledge is only power when you apply it. You can have all the knowledge that you want in your mind. If you're doing nothing with it, it's just information. It is just information. It's not power until you do something with it. Don't take for granted the, the ability that we have with technology. The, a lot of the answers that you need are right there. It's just, are you looking for them? Yes, go to the word. Go to the word first. Please go there and allow Holy Spirit to lead you where else to go if you need to. But don't think for one moment you got to stay stuck in cycles. That you got to continue to let year after year go by. And you not seeing the manifestation of what 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 you believe God told you or promised you. No no it is yours it is yours it is yours and so i I hope i pray this bless somebody i did not expect to come on here and talk about that but hey if that's what holy spirit wanted me to do because i know i'm not the only one and again i wasn't aware i had no idea that i was holding my ex in contempt i was holding him hostage and, and i and that it was like i was Feeling like he owed me something because of all he did, and it's like no. In the same way that Jesus, when he died on the cross, when he nailed all of our sins, right, all of our weaknesses to the cross, right, and then his blood has paid it all. We have been totally ransomed. We have our debt certificate has been paid, so we don't owe anything, right? That's how we have to do with people. We can't hold people in contempt and hold people hostage in our, to us because of what they've done to us. We have to release them and allow God to, you know, do whatever he's going to do. Allow God to avenge you. Allow God to vindicate you, right? But you you have no right to hold a person hostage because then Christ didn't hold you hostage. He freely died for you, yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we have to have that same, that same mindset and that same heart. And so, and it's not easy. Again, I, I'm I've been praying about it for myself because it's not easy. It's not natural. Our, our, our flesh does not want to operate in that manner, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so I just want to encourage you today to know that you don't have to stay allowing the enemy to torment you you don't have to stay stuck in cycles you don't have to continue to be hindered and delayed if this is applying to you if this is resonating with you if you know the lord has already been speaking because i'm gonna tell you what no person comes to tell you something first the lord has already been speaking to you if this is something if this is for you if this applies to you you know that the lord has already spoke to you about it this is just confirmation this is just confirmation so take it back to god trust him do what he tell you to do be obedient and know that it is going to help you to be free and that those doors can be closed so you can walk into your future and you will be surprised because one thing i'll tell you that just came to my spirit and and i remember the lord said was holy spirit was ministering to me about it even yesterday too but you will be surprised how quickly things turn around for you when you close certain doors. You will be surprised. You will be surprised how quickly your life can literally change overnight. Overnight, if you just go and be obedient to do what the Lord tell you to do. If you let go, what needs to let go? Release what needs to release. Renounce what needs to be renounced. You know, um, repent what needs to be repented. You know, clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. Whatever it is you need to do in your life. And when you do that and you do it in obedience to the Lord, I'm telling you what I know is in my spirit so strong right now, you will be surprised how quickly it's like, I just saw, it's like a dam, you know, how beavers research this, Google it, YouTube it, see, watch a video of it. Mm, I think I'm gonna watch a video of it. Beavers, they'll create a dam, right? And what is the dam doing? the dam has now become a barrier or a hindrance is separation in the flow Hmm, my god in the flow amen so now the river can't flow because now you got the dam there which is stopping it so now it's a separation and see when we have these open doors they become like dams to the flow of the blessings in our life right the flow of the promises so our promises can't really flow. Our blessings can't really flow because we have this dam. We have this separation. There's this open door here. There's this unforgiveness there. There's some resentment there. There's some anger there, right? You know, there's, you know, whatever it is, it's there. And and, and once you close that door, it's like that dam breaks. And immediately, because see, just because, hallelujah, mm, just because the dam stopped the flow did not mean the river stopped flowing. Catch that with your spiritual ears. Just because the dam stopped the flow does not mean the river ever has stopped flowing. So the moment that dam breaks or that dam is removed, that all of that built up, water all of that built up pressure all of that what's built up now is released and it's a momentum right it's a momentum behind it because it is it has built up and it is so much so now when it comes it's like it comes and it's like like a tsunami right it just literally it's just it's, it's it's just like a like just white water raft and it's just coming so fast and it's just because it had been still being built up we think because there has been a delay or a hindrance in our life, did that mean that the Lord stopped blessing? The Lord stopped answering the prayer? The Lord stopped sending the you know promise? Not no, He did not. It just have been hindered there's something that had been blocking it but once that block is removed there's going to be a rush there's going to be like a tidal wave it's going to come it's just like the bible tells us in deuteronomy that the blessing will come and overtake you like it'll come and overtake you because it has been been building up over time it has built up all however long you've been in this place how long this dam has been there this blockage has been there but once that blockage is removed the flow though it's going to come and it's going to come with a with a with 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 just like a acceleration right it's gonna have a acceleration on it because it has been being built up over time so you think the Lord hasn't heard your prayer you think the Lord has forgotten about you you think you know that you know that the Lord isn't gonna do it for you No, the devil is a liar you got your work to do you need to go get yourself right you need to go check your heart you need to go repent you need to go do whatever Holy Spirit tell you to do and watch and see it ain't because of me these ain't my words it is because this is what the spirit of the lord is saying you think you're 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 not going to get the breakthrough you have no idea that the lord has sent that breakthrough a long time ago you just need to remove the barrier if you're in a relationship and you're and you know this is not the one that the lord has for you if you're fornicating if you're doing something you know your life nobody got to tell you i'm not here to preach to you convict you to tell you about what you're doing that's not right You know what you're doing that's not right. You know what you're doing that's sin. You know what's in your heart. You know. You go before the Lord and be honest and surrender that to him. Give it to him. Invite him in. Ask him to help you to release it. Ask him to help you to forgive, to let go. Sometimes there there are certain things that it's just hard to let go. Sometimes people hurt us and it is just devastating. I'm with you. I've been there. That's why we go to God. That's why we depend on him. We lean not to our own understanding. Amen. So again, I pray this. Bless you. I pray that you will go, go, go back to the Lord. Go to the Holy Spirit. Seek him. Seek him, seek him on this word, go, do whatever you need to do to just seek him like never before about this if it applies to you. And listen, listen, be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, listen to the instruction that's given to you, do it, do not delay. I don't care what he tell you to do, don't delay. If it don't make sense, it doesn't matter. I told you my testimony. It is my real testimony. It just happened the other day. I am telling you the God's honest truth. I just went through that. And even as I was doing it, I felt that there was something released, right? There was something that had was starting to be released. So I'm telling you, do it and see, 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 see how quick and how fast your life things will change, things will just happen overnight, things are gonna just come. You will be surprised as how acts of obedience, this is why the Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice because it is when we obey the Lord, that is what that is what unlocks the blessing, amen. So I pray that you're blessed. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee. I know I didn't do that in the beginning, but forgive me. The spirit was just flowing, but I am your host, Janelle Renee. I appreciate you for joining me with today's live. It, it says q and I may change the title because we you know, Holy Spirit decided that he wanted to do something else. And so that is okay. But for those who catch the replay, listen, 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 take it to the Lord. Take it to this is too important. You don't ignore this send it to a friend if you know you have a friend who you may think need to hear it or you know need the or a family member or it's just somebody share 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 not for me I it ain't for me do it for them because I was just in this place this it feel like you're in a holding pattern it feel like you know that there's something more you know that the Lord has promised you something and you know it in your spirit but you're like what is wrong what is what is stopping me what is hindering me from moving forward go to God about if there's any open door Do you have anything you're harboring in your heart? Are you still have? Are you in some kind of agreement? Have you are you have you made some kind of vow you need to you know renounce and cancel? You know what is it? Go to him, seek him, because I'm telling you, he will tell you. He will not leave you ignorant, right? And so I thank you um, again. We're winding down this um, this season, season three, maybe one, two more episodes, then we're going to stop, go on, pause for a minute and regroup and, and go and just go before the Lord and prepare for season four. So reach out to me, connect with me. I'll put all my information, um, contact information in the description box. And just remember, your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.